You're listening to The Lively Pod. It's 12 days of podness. Let's dive in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Podmas. Today's episode is a super fun one I've been looking forward to because we have a guest speaker. We have my cousin, Margaret, and we are going to talk all about her experience with running and running marathons. I know a lot of you guys are interested in running, getting into running, so we're going to talk about running habits, experiences, and so much more. So without further ado, let me pass the mic off to our guest speaker. Hi, Margaret. Hello. Good morning. Happy Podmas. Happy Podmas. I know this is crazy. I This year has absolutely flown by. I don't know if it was the wedding or just all the things, but it does not feel like December. <laughs> No, I I know. I completely agree. I feel like even just having the short time between Halloween and Thanksgiving this year, like I feel like has thrown off my entire internal clock with decorating yes. the holidays and enjoying all of the the festive things to do. Yeah, Margaret's in New York City right now. And so she has got all of the fun festive things to do in the city, which I just I feel like it's such a special time in the city during Christmas time. Yes. Yeah. I feel like December in New York, there's just truly nothing like it. And honestly, your listeners may get to partake if any of the traffic outside my window decides to make (laughs) some noise. Love Um, it. (laughs) But yeah, the lights, the trees, the shopping, it's just the window displays on every store. It's just a really special time to be here. So if you haven't been to New York Christmas, a great time to come. Yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't know if they know this, but our parents, so my mom and Margaret's mom, both grew up in New York City. And so we were constantly going to New York City to see the Rockefeller tree. We were seeing all the fun stuff, all the snow. And so it was constantly a place that we would go back to over the holidays or in the summertime. So kind of fun that she's living there now, I feel like. Big kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because it feels like I'm both living my, like our parents' life from their 20s when they were like here living in the city. And I'm like, the city is like my own now too. So I'm also like obviously living my own life. So it's like a fun way to connect with our family in a way that I haven't before. Yeah, I love that. So kind of diving right into it. We'll start talking about your running experience. So tell me a little bit about your running because you've been doing it for several years now. So like, how do you get into it? What is kind of your routine right now? Yeah. So I started running pretty consistently my freshman year. Well, inconsistently my freshman year of college, I started enjoying it my freshman year of college. And I just, I feel like they, there's like that saying in college, it's like, you can prioritize like sleep, school, friends, and you always like lose out on one of them. And I definitely prioritized sleep, school, friends, but did not prioritize my physical health as much. Like I would be like, oh, like I'm walking to class, but I was not always like, oh, I'm gonna get up and I think I went to the rec once or like I never went to the went on runs really all that often. But I worked as a summer camp counselor all the years I was in college 
And so during the summers, it has like a culture of like counselors running before their characters or their campers get up. And so I just would get up and I would like run a couple of my, I was in good enough shape and had run enough like intermittently during the years to be like, okay, like sure. I'll get up and like run two miles before like breakfast. Would you run with other people? Like you're running with all the other counselors? Yes. You run with other people and you're not necessarily like all like together. Like maybe you would see like in a running group down the street, but you're not allowed to run with headphones um, (laughs) because you're running on a public road and sit without sidewalks. And so they're like, run with people. Don't run with headphones. Just as like a safety issue. And so (laughs) (laughs) yes. Yeah, for sure. And it's in the mountains. So like roads are windy. So it's like, yeah, it double careful running with music just so that you can like hear hearing is the best way to know if a car is coming rather than like seeing one just because they could be coming around a curve. And so I running became a really social thing for me at camp and a great way to goal set. And it's just like, oh, like it's something that like really slowly, but consistently over time you can build to goals. And there's this nine mile loop, but I was running with my best friend who plug for Annabelle she will come up again but she and I were like freshmen in college and we were like oh my god one day we want to be able to do the lake road and it's this like nine mile loop we've only ever run like a mile into the loop and a mile back we've never even like seen any of the loop we're like that's what everyone else does like we want to do that and by the time like maybe I don't know if it was the end of wasn't the end of that summer I don't think I think it was the end of our second summer we like went and we ran and walked we, we like tried to run like the entire lake road we did it we were like we just did like nine miles and we were so proud um that's crazy which is you crazy. did the whole nine miles yes we did the whole nine miles before our campers woke up at like 7 30 oh on a like Friday or whatever we were like I mean I got back to my cabin and my campers were like you know groggy because it's 7 30 in the morning and I'm like I just conquered the world so oh yeah you would just feel invincible at that point like if I could go and run nine miles I'd be like you know chip on my shoulder (laughs) yes exactly and so after that I just it became a really social thing for me like it was a great way to chat with a friend catch up it became a really special part of my friendship with Annabelle and when I was a senior in college and then during the pandemic I just like well when senior in college I just felt like I finally had like more time I lived a little bit farther off campus and I was like I'm just gonna start running more my roommate is a huge run or was a huge runner is a huge runner she's no longer my roommate but she like runs all the time so I'd be like oh like it's just one of those things that when you live with people it doesn't matter who it is so motivating to have people around you who are doing something yes it doesn't matter what the habit is but if you're like oh Britt always puts the dishes away right when she opens the dishwasher or like puts her dish right in the dishwasher. You're like, oh, I'm going to do that. I mean, that's a great like tip right off the bat is just to surround yourself with the people who you want to emulate. And so just like finding those habits and kind of focusing on them because it is just such a powerful way to build your habits for the good or for the worse. And so kind of looking at that and kind of taking that almost with a grain of salt, because it's hard if you're seeing somebody and you love having them in your life, but they're kind of have horrible habits and they're kind of leaking into you. It, it can be hard to kind of separate that from what you want to achieve. 
Yes, for sure. No, for sure. And so I just like started running more, started goal setting, always was like, oh, I'm running for like me and joy and mental health and like stress relief and like fitness benefits. But like, oh, like I'm never going to do a race and just really I don't think I would have told you that now. I think looking back, I would say there was a lot of fear and being like, oh, I, I don't ever want to do a race. But Annabelle- from the standpoint of running the distance or from the standpoint of not wanting to be with all the other people, like running for a time kind of experience. Yeah, the time kind of experience. I yeah. came to that decision after I had like run my my first half by myself. And I was like, oh, I like, if I could do this for free, why would you pay all of the <laughs> yeah do it the entry free. fees and things yes exactly and so fast forward like a year maybe only a year and Annabelle was like I have this dream of running the New York City Marathon and she was like and I feel like we're meant to like do it together and I was like Annabelle I just like <laughs> I don't even think I said no I think I or I don't know I think I was like of course because she is just one of those like wonderful people that you're like yeah like that does sound great and fun and like she was like, how lucky are we that we could even consider running a marathon? And I'm like, how, I mean, truly like such a wonderful mindset. And I'm like, how lucky am I that I can sign up for a marathon? Yeah. Uh, and so, but having her, we run, we ran both, ended up running both of them together. So we did it once and then we did it again. And we just, but having her push me into something that really did challenge me was like great. And then it was great to be like going for training run one or like, this is training run 37. Oh my God. Versus my other, I think my other friends in my life would welcome a text like that. Um, but she was doing it with you. Yeah, like, like she was right there with you being like, oh my gosh, run 37 was horrible. Like yes. absolutely horrible today. So you can like kind of go together through it yes, versus. Exactly. And like my friends or my parents would like be like interested but also I'm like I don't think you're that invested in like each training run versus like exactly Annabelle was like so in it with me yeah I remember like coming back to family gatherings and your mom being like oh yeah Margaret's out running eight miles and us all just doing like jaw drop we were like eight miles and then we heard you're running a marathon and I was like what (laughs) 26 miles so I think it was more of like the Honestly, I don't think we can even comprehend what running that much is because for a lot of us, like running a mile is difficult. And so when everyone was being like, oh, Margaret's running eight miles today, like she'll just be on a quick eight mile run and then she'll be back for breakfast. It was more so the awe factor, the shock factor of being like, wow, like I can't do that right now. And so I think that's also part of it is like when you're texting people, like Annabelle knows what eight miles feels like she's like oh she's going on a quick eight mile run no biggie versus us we're like wow (laughs) yes oh no for sure I think and that goes for probably everything right like transferable but having someone who can like directly relate to what you're going through whether it's like a co-worker who like hates whatever project you're working on or a workout buddy who's doing the same workout as you is like very like encouraging to sit there mm-hmm. oh they they know what I'm doing and like they also have to complete x y and z task too yeah 
And accountability is like one of the biggest motivators towards success. Like having a plan is important, but then also having those people who like are there with you that can hold you accountable, that can like help you towards that. Because sometimes it's not enough to just rely on that personal like willpower and discipline. You want to include community because we're just such a community kind of being. And so having that around it would be so fun. Yeah. No, I think community. And that's my plug for, I am I mean, I can only speak to the New York City Marathon, so I'm biased. But for anyone like nervous about like signing up for a race, I think the amount of like love and like support you feel on race day is so motivating like, for a marathon. And I think for most half marathons, you only train up to like a little bit less than the entire amount. They're like, oh, like, for a half marathon, you only run... 10 miles in training and like if you've never done one before for the most part and in a marathon you only train up to like 21 or 22 then it's like the training plans are basically like you can like run the extra whatever bit on race day based purely like on adrenaline which is like crazy and then you have all these people sitting there cheering for you and if you're lucky enough to have your own loved ones there you have them So it's like a really, it is a cool way to like have people, especially strangers, I feel like show up for you, which is really. Oh my gosh. Okay. So getting back to your story, you were, Annabelle asked you to run the first one. And so what happens then? You know, then it's, you start like a four month training cycle of running three times a week. And I was in grad school then. So I was honestly very lucky because I had a schedule that didn't really require me to change anything about my routine almost I'm not someone who loves to work out in the morning I'm someone who like mm-hmm. I'm more of a, this is, does not work in the working world but I'm a like a 10 between 10 a.m and 2 p.m workout kind of person like <laughs> um, or even like a 4 p.m kind of workout person I can usually get myself there but I even like in Long Island in the summers and we're doing literally nothing all day I'm like I'm just gonna wait and do it this afternoon at the hottest part of the day but when you're in school you like it's like oh like I might have class from 9 to 11 and then could go home eat lunch hang out for a little bit and then leave and go for like a three o'clock run which is really nice and I think helped get me out the door because it was just a low barrier to entry in terms of like the only thing that I was like really having to change was making sure I did really structured workouts in a way I'd never done before but I wasn't like having to be like oh like I need to rethink how I spend my time which was helpful and so we did it we got to the New York marathon it was like the happiest weekend I ran I like raised money for a charity that's one of the ways you can get into the New York City marathon it's not one that you can just sign up for unfortunately you have to qualify or run for a charity partner or enter a lottery but we ran for we both ran for charity Annabelle ran in honor of a loved one and like Memorial Sloan Kettering, which is a cancer hospital in New York. And I ran for Caring Kind, an Alzheimer's organization that supports caregivers of those with Alzheimer's. And our grandmother had Alzheimer's and also lived in New York City, just like our parents. And so day of, it was so special because as my dad says, no one shows up for you like the day they show up for you, the day you run your first marathon, which... It's so funny because it just, it felt so true. I felt like I had so many people who like, I know loved me, but I was like so shocked by how many people like showed up in different places, like 
in Brooklyn or I don't know if I don't get in Queens, but it's like Brooklyn or like different places in Manhattan. And like, I didn't always quite know where I would see people that we like wrote. So were you constantly looking? Like, how do you find your people? Because I would be worried that I would just run right past them. <laughs> so our family had a flag. It's like a giant ground. It's like an inside joke, but because I used to see all these groundhogs on my training runs in Philadelphia. I could not tell you. I've never met, I've met very few people who have seen groundhogs in Philly, but I would see, I probably saw upwards of 15 last year training. And so my mom brought a groundhog day flag and it's one of those like tour guide almost flags, like the really tall ones that you would like. So you can see it. You're like, there is my family. (laughs) Yes. And so I knew where they were about to be standing. Like they gave me their cross streets. They're like, this is probably what it would be. And then my mom was like, I'll hop the flag. So, and then my college friends and like my roommates who showed up and all those people, they just, honestly, they yell pretty aggressively. My name was on my shirt. So sometimes I did miss people because people could just read my shirt and be like, oh, like there's, I'm Margaret, but I go by Marge sometimes. And so people would be like, oh, Marge. I'd be like, do I know you? Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's my, that's another race tip is like, put your name on your shirt. It's like, there's nothing as motivating hearing and maybe, or maybe that's just me, but I don't think there's anything quite as motivating than like hearing people say like your name over and over over again. Like it's so encouraging um, for you to be like doing well and hear someone be like, go Marge, go Annabelle. Or like, especially when you're in like a lot of pain or something is not going well which over 26 miles, like it's, there is so much room for pain. It's like to hear someone, whether or not you know and love them, be like, Marge, you got this. Like you're close. Like, like it, I have to do it for this random stranger who believes and, in me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're like, cause you're just, it's so mental at that point. Like you're just trying to like figure out how to get yourself back together. And it could go both ways where you're like, oh my God, of course I have to do it because this like woman on the street is like encouraging me. Or you can be like, oh, I like, this is so off-putting because this like random person is yelling at me and you're like, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> yeah. So like you were- do you think it was easier to run the marathon than doing one of the longest training runs because of that adrenaline and like having people cheer you on or just the pure mileage made it that painful, more difficult from that standpoint? I think they're pretty, to me, they felt pretty different. Like, I think some training runs are really just hard. Like, there's not a lot of adrenaline. I have to start training for a November marathon in July. So it's just, like, very hot Long Island where my family spends the summers. I'm usually there on the weekends. I was there a lot of the summer before I started working. It's, like, actually very hilly. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I feel like that's when I started running in places that I like have spent a lot of time in I've realized I'm like oh these places aren't flat and in my head they all because I'm driving or walking yeah flat but when you like run them like a slight incline for a couple of miles like you're like oh no like I can I can, you can feel, feel it. it it adds up yeah it's super um, hilly here in Charlottesville and so like I'm constantly like okay I'll run until I get to the hill and then we're walking up the hill and then I no. may run down the hill but that's optional yeah, no exactly so I think training runs can go either way I'm a big podcaster on a training run and I'm like not an expert but my experience like my understandings from like reading and following different running coaches is that it's better to run your training runs at a pace that's about a minute to two minutes slower than or your long training runs 
than what you would like hope to race. So if you're hoping to race like a 10 minute mile, when you're going out to do your 20 mile run, you're running significantly slower than what you would actually be doing on race day. Yeah. So they usually. So it's taking you a good chunk of time. Yes. It's probably taking similarly to the race day. It'll take my longest training run this year probably took me three and a half hours. And what did you run the marathon in? Like four hours and 30 minutes. But that training run was only 21 miles. So I had yeah. to, I ran an extra five miles on the race day and it only took me an hour longer. And I think some of that is because you don't want to put, I mean, this is all marathon specific, but you don't want to put undue stress on your body and like risk an injury when you're training. Yeah. So basically, I think they found that once you can run like three and a half hours, your body you have that endurance do, piece. <laughs> yes. Your body can kind of do the last hour. It may, there's like risk of injury, but your body can do it, but you like the last thing you want is to like complete your last training run, have pushed yourself too far. Yeah. And then have an injury that makes the marathon like either unattainable or a lot worse because you like pushed yourself too early mm-hmm. is my understanding. So yeah, but training, but that's once a week. I feel like my other runs all fit within like an hour time frame, which is yeah. like what I would budget for a regular workout anyways, which it's just a matter of being like, okay, what day am I going to find three and a half hours for a workout? Yeah. Which is still, which is definitely still a task, but. Okay. Well, you said that you listen to podcasts on your runs. So what podcasts are you listening to? Cause I already know we listen to some of the same ones, but yes. I know people would want to know. Okay. Um, skinny confidential has been amazing. Day. Of course, listen to let us be lively. <laughs> I always, I feel like I usually catch up on the daily, which is a New York times, like daily news podcast. They do like each episode isn't, is like a, a topic. So it's not all the news. It's just, they pick topics. And so those are good ones to catch up on and normal gossip being like a fan oh. favorite. They just retell like gossip stories from people's lives. Which and- are so entertaining. It's just like a good entertaining podcast. <laughs> yes. And so I'm probably nine times out of 10 listening to a podcast. A good tip for knowing if you're running slow enough when you're trying to do like an easy or a recovery run is being able to talk to someone on the phone without feeling like it's too much or talk to a, a buddy. So I also use it. That's how I like kind of like feel like I'm maximizing my time when I'm oh, on so like, you call people. Run. I will like call like my best friends from college or my roommate. Oh my gosh. Just, like catch up. That's really cool. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd be able to talk and run at the same time. And if you're, you have to run like pretty slow, but. Yeah. So uh, I feel like that's a good transition to like, what are your beginner running tips? So like, if I feel like I can't even talk and run at the same time, I'm obviously probably trying to go too fast. So I need to probably slow down, be a jogger for a little bit, maybe. But what are your kind of intro to running tips? Okay, my running tips. Let's see my intro to running tips. I think it is like so, so valuable to like mentally just like take the make the decision that like you are going to be in any workout, but in running, especially I feel like you will be humbled in some way, whether that's like, you're not going to be running as fast as you want, or like, I've never had this issue, but I know a lot of friends who have, like, you can start having like stomach issues if you like run too far. Yeah. It's just like, you can like Google like running problems and like funny running I feel like that's like WebMD. (laughs) Like you're just going to come up with all of these things that are crazy issues. Yes. Yeah. And so I think just like 
making that mental decision, you're like, I'm going to probably be humbled in some way that I don't know what it's going to be. And just like making it just part of the like experience. And you're like, you can go out um, and do what you want. And so I think mentally having that be in, and then it's like making sure you've drank enough water. It took mm-hmm. me way too long, like way, way too long to think, realize how valuable like fueling is for my runs. And I so what do you like to fuel with personally like do you fuel an hour before do you have to fuel a half hour before right before you head out the door this is this is me and I have like a very I have like my impression based on the like running TikToks and things I've seen is I have a very strong stomach so this is not what my like this is not what Annabelle would recommend (laughs) this is like but probably on the more extreme I can eat and like be walking out the door pretty much and like feel okay yeah what Um, are you eating either eating a bagel or I'm eating an Eggo waffle with maple syrup and I usually put butter and salt on it too so it's a little sweet a little salty yeah Um, but you get some quick carbs but you also have the fat from the butter for sustained energy so I like it (laughs) yeah no it's great and it's pretty like easily digestible and there are like a lot of you can there are a lot of experts out there who can like suggest what exactly to eat or more balanced ways but I just I was running oh no I never had thought that much about what I eat before I work out and then this year with this training cycle having done one before I felt like I was able to more invest in like not just not everything about the process was new so I was able to be like Mm -hmm. oh wow like I ate a bagel yesterday for lunch and I had a bagel for breakfast today and I had my long run and like my long run felt great Versus last week, I didn't eat either of those things because I, not by choice, but just by like, I had salads or whatever I had. And I was like, oh, and like that one was really hard. And I'm like, oh, I wonder yeah, so if kind of doing those experiments on mm-hmm. yourself being like, oh, wait a second. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so fueling, talking to a friend has always been like so helpful. And I think just like setting time goals is like really helpful. Like not time goals over distance this. goals yeah I think so like no, I'm not gonna run for like 10 minutes or like no, I'm not gonna run a mile but I'm gonna run for three minutes it's helpful and I think for people who want to see progress fast this is not a fun way to do it but I've always found that when I like prioritize inclines which that is not me I don't enjoy prioritizing inclines I am someone who if I lived in Charlottesville I would only run around the hills like I would rather <laughs> run an extra like mile and a half than run up run up the hill but that is something I'm like I need to work on I want to like find the joy in that but I'm just not there at the moment and so but I think adding inclines whether that's like an orange theory or you like have a hill that you like you run up the hill and then you always walk down the hill and you just do it a few times that's that's my tip for people who are like I want to see improvements really quickly because it builds like strength in your legs and so yeah. it helps make running easier. But I think, oh, and then my last one is like a journaling prompt that Kelly from the Badass Lady Gang gives before she has anyone do, I don't know, she posts on Instagram. She does it before races, but she always encourages people to journal what success looks like to them and like what it means to them. And like, does that mean like finishing or does that mean a certain time? For me and Annabelle, we like to us, it was just, Last year it was finishing. This year it was finishing together. Like that was the yeah. only we had for success. And I think. Did you all both do the journal prompt? 
or did you just talk no. about it? No, I did the okay. journal prompt and then shared it with her. But I love that. I think that's a really good way to get your mindset centered before you put all these expectations on yourself, like during the run. Like if you're running and you're like, wait, I'm not going fast enough. You can think back and be like, no, my journal prompt was just to finish. I just have to cross the line. And so less so with, I don't know. I feel like that's just a really good way to kind of set your expectations before fully going in. Yes. No, exactly. And I use it for, well, I don't journal it out as much, but I like, will think about it a lot like the beginning of training cycle or just like in a run, I'll be like, okay, like success today looks like I, my goal is to run a 13 minute mile because I'm trying to run at my easy pace. So success looks like staying within that, yeah. like I think is really helpful for me and makes it feel, it just makes it feel a little bit the per like when you have purpose guiding something similar to a yoga class, it just like can reframe a lot, which is nice. And just keeping at it. That's, I guess I said the other one would be my last one, but running is something so you just have to practice kind of in that vein of just keeping at it. How is there anything that you think has helped establish the routine for you or the dedication to just sticking to running? Like how did you kind of build that consistency or is there anything that you think of and you're like, oh, I just have a set schedule. This is what I do. Or are there little tips that you can do even when you don't want to go out on a run? You still end up going. <laughs> yeah, I think. And I was thinking about this. My word for 2020 was brave. And so that was been my like when I was training for my first marathon. And I just kept thinking about like, oh, like in July when I was like starting my training I was like oh I like would just find myself being like oh I don't really want to go out and I don't like really want to go for a run and a lot of it was just I think I came to the conclusion that a lot of it that hesitation wasn't really like my body was tired which is I think what I always tell myself when I like don't want to do something I'm like oh like my body I'm listening to my body which is true sometimes and also sometimes it's like I'm for me in that instance especially I was listening to fear I just didn't want I had a lot of resistance because it was like fear of doing something I'd never accomplished that felt like a monumental task and so that has been incredibly helpful to building consistency because it's so important to rest especially in running or with any workout, you'd be the expert, but it's like critically important to like oh getting God, better absolutely. to rest. So you need to For listen. your muscles to grow, they, have, they only grow during rest. And so if you're just constantly tearing them and ripping them during exercise and not giving yourself that rest, you there's no hope for your muscles to recover and grow in that standpoint. So you're not going to increase your endurance and increase your strength if you're not also balancing that with the proper rest periods. Yeah. No, so that makes so much sense. So it's like an important thing to do to prioritize because you have to, but you also, like for me personally, it was like realizing, oh, sometimes I think I'm like listening or I tell myself I'm listening to my body when I'm really just listening to this like subconscious like anxiety about doing something I've never done before. And there's this running influencer who, what's her name? Her name is Alicia, but her Instagram handle, I think is what runs you. And she always says like, especially when you're training for a race, or if you're just starting running for the first time that you've never done before, she's like, you only get to run like two miles for the first time once. Like you only have like one time of running the farthest of that being your farthest 
distance. Cause then you'll have run two miles or six miles or eight miles or whatever. And so that was a good reframe. And then I think for me, it's just a matter of like, I try to plan things that I look forward to on my runs. Like I really mm-hmm. love normal gossip and those episodes are a little over an hour. So if I've been able to save it for a long run, then it's like, okay, at like for the last hour and a half of this run, when it may be feel very long, I'll listen to this episode. Or yeah. Taylor Swift has really been here with me on my training cycles, releasing albums during my cycles, but it's like, I love it. Oh, I'm going to, okay. Like I'm going to listen to the era's set list today. And trying no, to- you're basically giving yourself a mini tour, which I've actually, I've seen the, that on TikTok is like running to an entire album of something mm-hmm. and you can like walk a song, run a song, jog a song, walk a song, run a oh, song, jog fine. a song and like kind of mix it up, which would be a really easy way to do it. Yes. Yeah. And I think things like any other habit, like telling people, oh, like I'm going to run tomorrow not to be like, oh, I'm going to run tomorrow. Keep me accountable. But you just like are saying it out loud to people. It's part of your plan. Like, oh, yeah. I can't get this because I have to go for a run. But can we do coffee after? Um, yeah, and so if you don't go on that run, you're going to feel guilty because then you didn't go and get coffee with them when you could have because you were just you didn't end up going on your run. So it's just good mental accountability, even if they're not asking you and checking up on you if you did run it can just help to get it out there like you're putting it out into the universe and then you're just going to do it it's a plan and you set it into motion yeah I think that's my other biggest tip I think I don't know I feel like I've learned a lot from this podcast and like what does habit stacking look like and how do you it feels I'm like still figuring out like what does habit stacking to get me to a work to like ease getting to a workout whatever that may be Yeah. And I think you do that in a really good light with your podcasts and talking to people and things like that, where you are stacking different habits that you, that you value, you value podcast listening, getting information, but you also value the community building of talking to people on the phones connection. And so you're combining that with running. And so like you have that instilled in the habit, which is so like it, that's the way to build a habit is to like find the things that you care about that you already would do anyways and combine them with something that you're wanting to get into. And so kind of stacking it from that. But I think those are awesome running tips. I feel like people have gotten a lot about not only running marathons, but just how to get into it in general. So before we wrap up today's conversation, do you have any other like wellness habits that you love or anything that you want to share can contribute to running your overall Overall health or just anything you want to share with a wellness community? You know, I feel like I learned so much from this wellness community. I'm trying to <laughs> have anything. I think my, my small wellness plug or my current wellness, like fixation, if you want to take the food fixation trend from TikTok and play, yeah. <laughs> I've really been into my ice roller. Yeah. I just got back into mine. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've been really into my ice roller and I know I already plugged the skinny confidential, but she currently has like a little bit of a chokehold of my social media and she puts it on over her face masks or like, like she does like a sheet mask and puts it on. And I think about that habit. I do not do, I, I do not do the, with the sheet mask every day at this current time, but I just think <laughs> there is something so lovely about my ice roller, especially over a sheet mask. And I've been doing it in the morning while like my coffee 
rolls. I keep my ice roller in the freezer. So like while my coffee like makes itself and it's Nespresso. Yeah. I just, that's my habit stack. I've been rolling my face and I look forward to that every morning. Um, yeah, I had the barrier of keeping mine in the freezer. Like for some reason I can just not keep mine in the freezer because I don't go to the freezer in the morning. And so I keep mine on my marble countertop in the bathroom. And it's honestly so cold that it's fine. Like it's probably not as freezing cold as it was getting it out of the freezer, but it's still that like cool feeling after I've put on my morning morning moisturizer and evening moisturizer, just rolling that on. It feels so good. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like for the ice rollers. Yeah, exactly. Especially the skinny confidentials. I love hers. Okay. Well, Margaret, thank you so much for being a part of Podmas. It was an honor to have you on. And I really loved this episode on running and have my run scheduled for today. So we'll go and get after it after this episode. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Enjoy your fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, I will talk to you tomorrow for another episode of Podmas. I hope you all have a great day and I'll catch you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>